It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 7 of And Iron Tales by John Bangs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. They reach the crescent moon. As the jolly party sped along through the heavens, Tom began to find his eyes bothering him a trifle. Brilliant as many of the sunshiny days had been at home, particularly when the snow was on the ground, nothing so dazzlingly bright as this great golden arc in the sky was getting to be, as they approached closer had ever greeted his sight. It's blinding, he cried, his eyes blinking and filling with water as he gazed upon the scene. I can't stand it. What shall I do, Lefty? Turn your head around and approach it backward, said Lefty. Then you won't see it. But I want to see it, retorted Tom. What's the use of visiting the moon if you can't see it? Reminds me of a poem I wrote once, put in the poker. What's the use? was one of my masterpieces, and maybe if I recite it to you, it will help your eyes. Bosh, growled the bellows, who was beginning to get a little short-winded with his labors, and therefore a trifle out of temper. How on earth will reciting your poem help Tom's eyes? Easy enough, returned the poker haughtily, and with a contemptuous glance at the bellows. My poem is so much brighter than the moon that the moon will seem dull alongside of it. Go ahead anyhow, said Tom, interested at once and forgetting his eyes for the moment. Give us the poem. Here goes then, said the poker, with a low bow, and then, standing erect, he began. It's called, What's the Use? What's the use of circuses that haven't any beasts? What's the use of restaurants that haven't any feasts? What's the use of oranges that haven't any peels? What's the use of bicycles that haven't any wheels? What's the use of railway trains that have no place to go? What's the use of going to war if you haven't any foe? What's the use of splendid views for those that cannot see? What's the use of freedom's flag to folks that aren't free? What's the use of legs to those who have no wish to walk? What's the use of languages to those who cannot talk? What's the use of kings and queens that haven't any throne? What's the use of having pains unless you're going to groan? What's the use of anything, however grand and good, that doesn't ever, ever work the way it really should? Humph, panted the bellows. You don't call that bright, do you? I do indeed, said the poker. And I call it bright because I know it's bright. 
it is so bright that not a magazine in all the world dare print it because they'd never be able to do it as well again and people would say the magazine wasn't as good as it used to be what nonsense retorted the bellows why i could blow a mile of poetry like that in ten minutes what's the use of churches big that haven't any steeples what's the use of nations great that haven't any peoples what's the use of oceans grand that haven't any beaches what's the use of delawares that haven't any peaches what's the use oh shut up wheezy interrupted the poker angrily of course you can go on like that forever once somebody gives you the idea but to have the idea in the beginning was the big thing columbus was a great man for coming to america but every foreigner who has come over since isn't not by a long shot as i say in my celebrated rhyme on greatness the greatest man in all the world by far the greatest one is he who goes ahead and does what no one else has done but he must be the first if he would rank as some potatoes for those who follow after him are merely imitators ha 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 laughed the bellows you are a great chap pokey you with your poetry i hope tom isn't going to be affected by the lessons you teach the idea of saying that a man is the greatest in the world because he does what no one else has done i guess nobody's never eaten bricks up to now do you mean to say that if tom here ate a brick he'd be the greatest man in the world no he'd be a cannibal put in the right hand iron desirous of stopping the quarrel between the rivals how do you make that out demanded the bellows because tom is a brick himself explained the right hand iron and just then slap bang the party plunged head first into what appeared to be and in fact really was a huge snowbank hurrah here we are cried lefty gleefully well where are we tom sputtered blowing the snow out of his mouth and shaking it from his coat and hair and ears hi there look out roared Righty, grabbing Tom by the coat sleeve and yanking him off to one side. A terrible swishing sound fell upon the lad's ears, and as he gazed doggedly about him to see what had caused it, he saw a great golden toboggan whizzing down into the valley, and then slipping up the hill on the other side. "'You had a narrow escape that time,' said Righty, as they excitedly watched the toboggan speeding on its way and which by the way was filled with a lot of little youngsters no bigger than tom himself children of all colors apparently red white and blue green yellow and black if i hadn't yanked you away you'd have been run over but where are we tom asked bewildered by the experience we're on the crescent moon at last said lefty it's the boss toboggan slide of the universe a toboggan slide cried tom the very same said the poker didn't you know that this dazzling whiteness of the crescent moon is merely the reflection of the sun's light on the purest of pure white snow it's too high up for dust and dirt here you see and so the snow is always clean and so equally of course is dazzling white but the tobogganing asked tom it's like swinging and letting the old cat die explained the right hand iron you see it's this shape and he marked the crescent form of the moon on the snow and lettered the various points now he continued you start your toboggan at a 
and whiz down to sea when you get there you have gathered speed enough to take you up the hill to b then of its own weight the toboggan slides back to d from which it again moves forward to e and so it keeps on sliding back and forth until finally it comes to a dead stop at c isn't that a fine arrangement magnificent said tom and do they call it tobogganing here no said Ridey. it's called oscillating and the machine is known as the ocycle don't confound it with the icicle put in the bellows oh i know what an icicle is said tom it's a spear of ice that hangs from a piazza roof that's what it is at home said the poker but not here my lad here an icicle is a bicycle with runners instead of wheels but what makes it go demanded tom pedals of course returned the poker you just tread away on the pedals as if you were riding a bicycle and the chain sets a dozen ice picks revolving that shove you over the ice like the wind oh it's a great sport another rush and roar of a passing toboggan caused them to pause in their conversation for a moment and then tom turned his attention to the diagram righty had drawn on the snow suppose you didn't stop at b and go back what would happen he asked as he considered the possible dangers of this wonderful new sport you'd fall over the edge of course said the poker i see that said tom but if you fell over the edge what would become of you where would you land if you had luck you wouldn't land anywhere said righty the chances are however you'd fall back on the earth again maybe in canada possibly in china perhaps in egypt it would all depend on the time of night and wouldn't you be killed tom asked not if you had your rubbers on said righty if you had your rubbers on it would only jar you slightly you'd just hit the earth and then bounce back again but there's no use of talking about that because it never happened but once it happened to a chap named blinkinson who took an oscillator that hadn't any brake on it he was one of those smart fellows that want to show how clever they are he whizzed down one side and up the other and poof first thing he knew he was flying off into space and what became of him demanded tom he had the luck not to hit anything but he suffered just the same said righty he flew on until he got to a point where he was held fast up in the air by the force of gravity at sixteen hundred different planets and he's there yet at a distance he looks like another new star but when you get close to him he's nothing more than just a plain everyday smarty i should think he'd starve to death said tom as he reflected on the horrid fate of blenkinson he would if he had any appetite said the bellows but he hasn't he's so worried all the time that he can't eat so he gets along very well without food let's quit talking now suggested the poker and get a ride eh i'm ready said tom eagerly where do we start there's the station up on the hill it's only about seven hundred miles we can walk it in a year said righty i move we take this cloud that's coming up said the bellows i'm winded tom looked in the direction which the bellows had pointed and sure enough there was a cloud coming slowly along shaped very much like a trolley car and on the front of it as it drew nearer the lad was able to discern the funny little figure of a brownie acting as motorman why it's really a trolley he cried certainly it is laughed righty 
didn't you know that when you have watched the moon from your window at home and seen constant lines of clouds passing up to it and stopping before its face night after night what did you suppose they did it for fun i guess not they're clever people up here these moon folk are and they make use of everything going they've taken these electric clouds and turned them into a sort of sky traction company and instead of letting them travel all around the universe doing nothing and raising thunder generally some of the richer brownies have formed a company to control them by this time the cloud had reached the point where our little party stood and the motorman in response to the bellows signal brought it to a standstill step lively please the conductor cried from the rear end tom and the two andirons and the poker and bellows clambered aboard the conductor clanged a bell the motorman turned his wheel and the cloud moved rapidly on and what a queer crowd of folks there were on board that strange trolley cloud tom had never seen such an interesting group before end of chapter seven listen up i won't sugarcoat it this is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen but we're not alone we've got instacart sure you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy but you're not giving up not when cold medicine fragrant herbal teas and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through instacart in as fast as 30 minutes now let's go win the sick playoffs daddy i just want my soup oh sorry sport app says it'll be here in in a few minutes hm. instacart for the win